Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. It looks like today is September 30th, one more day and we are heading into October. Normally I would be releasing my 31 Nights of Frights, which is 31 movies in 31 days. I have done that for four years now and unfortunately this fifth year it's just not happening since I'm moving. As this is not just a move, this is also a major life change since I'm moving to a different state. Just because I'm not doing 31 Nights of Frights doesn't mean that I can't have some fun with some horror films that I enjoy. Or to be specific, some light-hearted horror films. As a matter of fact, one of them is a straight-up family film or even a kid's movie. But in the next coming weeks in October, I wanted to focus on the fun horror films. Ones that with the right amount of expectations, these are films that I think most anyone can enjoy. A little bit of a precursor to these next few episodes over the next coming weeks. Every episode and movie that I'm going to talk about is one that was considered for 31 Nights of Frights. However, it just didn't fit in with a particular theming or I just ran out of episodes because I only had 31 movies. For me, when I record a 31 Nights of Frights season, every film is fair game. It's just that some don't make the cut in a particular year. Does this have anything to do with the quality of film? No, as I myself will pretty much watch just about anything. I think that's enough of a precursor to tonight's episode and the next few episodes in October. It's time to announce tonight's movie. Starring Grant Kramer, Suzanne Snyder, John Allen Nelson, and John Vernon. This is the 1988 Stephen Kyoto directed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Isn't it great when the circus comes to town? Of course, the circus is probably better when it's not aliens that look like clowns and apparently have a whole nature of clown-like things that they do. That essentially is the plot. It's an alien invasion film. These are not friendly aliens and they just so happen to look like clowns. The plot itself is paper thin, yet the Kyoto brothers get a surprising amount of mileage out of all of the gags that come with a film featuring aliens that are clowns. Killer Clouds from Outer Space is a cult favorite. It's also one of the more popular B-movies that made its way around in the 80s. It's actually kind of surprising how enduring this film is. As I stated, the plot is paper thin. The acting from everyone involved is suitably over the top. And in thinking about it, I think that's one of the major charms of this film. All of the actors involved are providing performances that are not necessarily part of a parody. Yes, this is supposed to be a parody of B-horror films and in itself creating a new type of B-movie experience. It definitely works in its favor that all of the actors are super serious about everything, especially with the silly plot device of murderous aliens that turn people into cotton candy and proceed to drink the cotton candy that the victims have turned into. I'd say that the fact that this film is a parody that doesn't actually venture into parody territory is one of the big things that made this film so enduring since its original release. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a film that is fully self-aware and never aspires to be anything more than what is presented. 
It's one of those cases where lightning has struck and it can never fully be replicated. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a film that has had numerous talks over the years for sequels. However, I can't ever see a sequel being made to this as much as I would like further adventures with these clowns and how a town would deal with them. There's so many gags and jokes thrown at the screen, I don't know where they could really go without actually repeating themselves on a lot of that. Maybe that's why a sequel is near impossible to make. But I think I should talk about one of my favorite aspects of this film, and that's the special effects. I think the practical effects are absolutely amazing. There are some moments in this movie where the special effects don't exactly hold up, but most of them actually do. It's really of no surprise that the Kyoto brothers have a background in doing special effects. From what I heard, they didn't even really have a very hands-on approach to the special effects here, but they're nothing short of incredible. The fact that the clowns themselves blink is a pretty amazing feat in its own right. The clowns themselves really do have a realistic yet cartoony type of look to them. And that's one of the reasons why I think that Killer Clowns from Outer Space is actually nightmare fuel for anybody that has a fear of clowns. They're kind of cute in their own way, however, they're often horrific looking. The fact that they were able to achieve this all on a budget under $2 million is really impressive. Let's get down to the characters. A lot of the characters here are throwaways. We have the lovable, goofy Torrenti brothers, which supposedly tested really well with audiences. A lot of their jokes and gags that they said didn't really work for me. I think the overall aspect of the clowns themselves and all of their clown ways of doing things is far more hilarious. You also have the characters of Mike and Debbie who are simply throwaways here. I really didn't care if they lived or died, however I do know they're supposed to be the heroes of this movie. If I had to pick one favorite character in this film, it has to be the character of Curtis Mooney, played by John Vernon. He's a cop that simply is over everything and thinks that everybody's trying to mess with him, and it really makes some hilarious results. There's also a pretty awesome gag later in the film where he says that they're not going to make a dummy out of him, and later he is turned into an actual real-life dummy. Of course, this scene is a little bit more on the creepier side, and I don't know if it really gels with the rest of the film. But that's where I think that Killer Clowns from Outer Space doesn't really get the respect that it actually deserves. Yes, it's a B-movie. Yes, it's a parody of B-movies. But it's very well thought out with all the jokes and things that the Kyoto brothers decided to add. I think it's actually far smarter than what the audience or even the perception would be given to it. One of the more surprising things that's not necessarily funny is the fact that this movie has a mean streak running throughout. The whole town gets essentially decimated by these clowns from outer space. Or should I say killer clowns? We have the whole town essentially becoming a food source for these killer clowns, which I guess is a new twist on the fact that aliens would want to eat us. Every death that's provided in here is pretty much a tongue-in-cheek take on killing, which lends itself well to a PG-13 rating. However, if you stop and think about some of the things that are happening or occurring in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it's pretty dark and bleak. If I have to pick one moment in the movie that I think the deaths are pretty entertaining, is the shadow puppet scene. Trust me, you'll know it when you see it. And if you've seen it, you probably know where I'm getting at here. 
It was unexpected the first time that I saw the film and gave me a you've gotta be kidding me type of feel. And that might be one reason why I enjoyed that moment so much. Getting back to the special effects, I forgot about the ending, the clownzilla moment. Almost like a kaiju, but instead it's a clown. And I'd probably have to say that it's the most horrific one looking of them all. That is definite nightmare fuel for those people afraid of clowns. Sadly, it's been reported that this scene was supposed to be a stop-motion animation scene, which is a shame that it wasn't, because stop-motion in films, when done correctly, is pretty cool looking. But it just really goes to show how fearless the Kyoto brothers really were in making this film. They decided to include just about anything. It didn't matter how ridiculous it was. They were going to simply put it in their movie. And it works. It works surprisingly well. If you sat through the entire film and didn't laugh once, then I don't know. Maybe you should check your pulse because the movie is definitely funny and has a lot of good comedic moments mixed with horror exceptionally well. Sadly, this is the only film that Stephen Kyoto would ever direct. I wish that somebody would give him a little bit of money so that he could make another film. Doesn't necessarily have to be a Killer Clowns from Outer Space film, even though if you look at IMDb, the return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D is in development. I'll believe it when I see it if it ever gets made. But it really is a shame that he has not been given the opportunity to direct another film. I know the Kyoto Brothers, one of their more recent, and I use recent loosely, more recent films that they worked on was Team America World Police. They did the puppetry for that movie and they really do excellent work. I would just like to see their talents be more applied on a directorial level. It's especially surprising since Killer Clowns from Outer Space actually turned a profit. Of course, this movie wasn't made for very much, but it made just under 50 million at the worldwide box office, which isn't too bad, and I'd say it's a massive success. Universal Studios keeps putting up a Killer Clowns from Outer Space house. Last year we had it here in Orlando, this year it's in Hollywood. And it appears that the Killer Clowns from Outer Space are getting their own video game, which, judging from the type of game that it is, a 1 versus 4 PvP style deathmatch multiplayer, doesn't really seem like it would be for me, but it might be fun for some. So it's really safe to say that they never really left the pop culture and were never actually forgotten. So it would be nice to get another film off the ground or maybe even a TV show. Who knows, that's the popular thing to do nowadays. Either way, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a very fun film that if you have not seen it, you definitely owe it to yourself to give it a watch. It's definitely one of my favorites, and I really do hope that this isn't the end of either the Killer Clowns or the Kyoto Brothers, or Charles Kyoto, who directed this one. I hope that it's not the end of their directorial efforts. But I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach out to me, go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listing platform of your choice, as it will help me reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. With that being said, be kind to one another and good night.